everyone, and welcome to So To Speak with RHFP. My name is Laura. And I'm Sarah. When we aren't doing this or getting yelled at by our toddlers, you can find us making dumb videos and snarky content on The Real Housewives of Fighter Pilots on mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram. That's true. Now to meet our guests this week. They are Christy and Meg. They're both Navy spouses. Mm -hmm. Hey. 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 And they are the founders of Mutually Dependent, a staffing firm dedicated to helping place military spouses with flexible remote work opportunities through partnered companies that want to hire military spouses. Did I, did I do a good job there? Bingo, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> did they send that to you? Because that was really... Oh, thank you. That was uh, really yeah, good. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh, use the tagline on our website now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it has to be in her voice. So it's just like a recording with like yeah. Laura saying it. Just on a loop. Can, yeah. A, on, a, on a loop. Yes. I might have pulled some of that off it's your website. Our site, click it and it's Laura on a loop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wearing those yoga pants. Just doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard I have a good voice for podcasts. Which, which you is, can't see because it's a podcast, but it's like the inflatable balloon yeah. animal that you see like in front of a car wash. My deep baritone voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty nifty mic. Oh, thank well, you. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's real bright. Yeah. We, I, I joke every week, but it's like a mood ring. <laughs> Apparently I'm red all the or mad all the time because it's only red. So yeah. I don't know. It's not really that accurate. Uh, those lava lamps. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it straight up does look like a lava lamp. We picked our very best closet for you guys. Yep. I love it. Right next to love Sarah it. is a bunch of shoes. Yeah. So don't worry, my closet is still in boxes. So you guys are you you're being <laughs> literally like the massive hanger boxes that yeah. Oh yeah, those dreaded hanger yes. boxes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. They're stacked up in the corner of the master. Haven't even put them in the closet. <laughs> we lived on a marine base in Japan. So, oh, yeah. yeah, they have all the fun rules about not wearing yoga pants to the commissary. Secretary of Defense, his final word leaving the Trump administration was, you can wear yoga pants to the commissary. I kid it's you not. No shit. You did. Did you send me that article? Somebody sent me an article about the commissary yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have like a deal with lululemon it's just getting, like, like, it's, it's clearly not across the board um because we uh, I, i've never not been able to wear yoga yeah, pants no, to the commissary just the marines and it's, it's only like specific marines like there were specific welcomers when you'd walk into the exchange or commissary and you knew like if it were one of them watch out you're gonna be asked actually the last but it's all weird. marine bases or just certain bases i've heard it's all marine bases but the secretary of defense said that across the armed forces you are allowed to wear at leisure wear to all facilities but it was just marine bases <laughs> does somebody have nothing better to do Exactly. The number of my <laughs> friends who would walk in with like three kids running around in their like Lululemon cute attire and someone would say, uh, That's cute, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you need to change. And they just like throw the bird. And then I don't really have kids as an excuse to put on athleisure, which you don't even need an excuse for that. But sure. I don't wear the leggings to the grocery store. Athleisure wear is also can be pretty fancy. I mean, if you're walking around in like Lululemon, like, listen, these were $74 on yeah. sale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like on military discount. Yeah. 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 And they were right. still $74. That's all I wear is athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I got on athlete shorts right now, you, just in case I'm going to go hike a mountain later, you know, later. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have um, shorts that were, um, 
they look like um softball coach shorts in my in my opinion i don't know mm-hmm. um yeah. that jess gave me our friend jess daniel gave you those mm-hmm. are they nikes no i don't even think they're night like i don't i don't know they're fikies i think they're fikies yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then just and just my my best t-shirt you're living so, your best life right now. You know, I mean, so this is, maybe this is not your drive story, but yesterday we had this like epic day where we just went like one activity led to the other, which led to another. It wasn't super epic, but it was just like very reminiscent of undergrad college life. And uh, so drinking was like, involved is what you're saying. Exactly. Oh, slightly. Yeah. Oh, sure. And so it started with brunch and then progressed from there. But Meg's like, oh, I want to go into Lulu and see if they have these shorts. And we go in there and the shorts are on sale. It's like, epic day it's just like it was it meant was, to be it was meant to be so yeah. i bought every color yeah. The world and, yeah it happened yeah yeah i get that, I get that. well now i just want to like go to all these marine bases and just get the tightest like get lululemon get those ones that are on instagram the the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the see-through ones yeah 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 like a size too small just yeah. jam every nook and cranny yeah. in there yep. with like a top like, top three, the weird scene that goes down the crack or whatever so that yes. accentuates the butt have you seen those Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Every, I swear to God, every like Instagram meme page is like selling those right now. It's so (laughs) annoying. They're not attractive. That that department actually would help in the other direction. Yeah. Oh God. That'd be so funny though. We have like a GoPro. (laughs) Don't mind the GoPro. Just record our, just record it. Yeah. That one, that actually be a really funny like podcast is just pop around to Marine bases and show up in yoga pants. I don't even know what the closest one is. Yuma, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Old Yuma, sure. Old Yuma, good old Yuma. In the yeah, middle of nowhere. Drop like a piece of traps trash and say oops, and then like you know, pick <laughs> <laughs> it up. That didn't snap. Yeah, works uh, every time. Uh, well, how are you guys doing today? Good, good. Yeah, how about you guys? Good. Um, I would like to say happy light jacket day. What white jacket? Yeah, white jacket or light, light, light. like not heavy but light. Is yeah, that, because it's yeah. April 25th and it's not too hot and it's not too cold. All you need. Oh, uh, okay. All you need is a light jacket. Yeah. You're trying oh, that, to that, that's been true in Virginia Beach. It's weirdly cold. So we need like is a it? midweight to heavy jacket. Um, it, <laughs> next week it'll be brutally hot. There's no in between. God. What's, Ours, the, uh, what's the temp there? Here. What is it? Like 50? It was like mid 50s to 60. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was like in the 90s yesterday. Yeah. It's going to be in the 90s today. Wow. And then it probably will just get. Does the dry heat matter at all? Or it's just. They hot. say it matters. I mean, 110 is 110. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know. I kind of feel Mailboxes it. Mailboxes are still melting. Like it's just. Yeah. yeah. We're in a mega drought here, is what I've been told. Yeah. And apparently the, this year's not supposed to get better, they said. Yeah. Well, so that's climate change. It's just overhead get hotter. You hear that? It'll happen the whole time. Sound of freedom, baby. Oh. You know, if uh, I still lived on base, you, like you get so used to it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, and like, or when they would detonate, like you know, when we were practicing like bombs or whatever. I don't know who did that. The <laughs> security forces, and they'd be like, "All right," you just hear like, "Yeah, shrapnel." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Especially when we were in Korea, because the apartments we lived on off base was literally like where they would land and take off. And so, I, I mean, shake the yeah. apartment. And it's funny because you know we'd be Facetime our parents. Like I'd Facetime Big Booty Judy. 
and That's she would hear it. That's my mom. <laughs> and you would hear like the first one. And she goes, now I know there's four. So I'll just wait for all four to go by. <laughs> She's like, it's a, four. it's a four ship, huh? I'm like, yes, mom. Very good. <laughs> She's like, I know things. I know we must've been like right at the center base when we lived on base in Japan, because I rarely heard them. Uh, but here we hear them mainly on the weekends because of the approach that they do. But there's some areas yeah. like Shadowlon, which is South Virginia beach. They say you just pause. Like, you can't even continue your conversation. It's so loud. It cracks me up when, like, people complain about that, but, like, the military base has been there longer. Like, yeah. the A-10s are really quiet. <laughs> right. And yeah. they still, like, every day get a, several, several calls from, like, disgruntled people oh, yeah. in the area complaining about jet noise. I'm like, you have no idea, like, how loud jets can get. A-10s <laughs> yeah. are so quiet. <laughs> 65-year-old Dolores has literally not... She's probably the same one that didn't want people wearing yoga pants. Yeah. WX. I mean, just well, get a hobby. They used to She's wear gloves to WX. Yeah. Wear gloves? Yeah. No. You wore dresses. Officer spouses had to wear like dresses and gloves. And maybe unless it's, I have no idea, but like I know specifically from that. Yeah. They used to back in the, like last back in the day. <laughs> yeah, last year. <laughs> I saw this yesterday. Sorry. I saw this yesterday. Yeah. Shoot, man, I better get some gloves. <laughs> I mean, the only gloves I have are like cleaning gloves. I just show up with some rubber <laughs> gloves. <laughs> you didn't specify they had to be silk. I mean, I was really, I was just born, I think, at the right time because I just would have made it just a real shitty spouse back then. I mean, I own like three dresses now, you know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been a good madman wife. Right. I've been way too mouthy. Sure. And I do not know way too much a to say. Well, mm-hmm. you know. No, thanks. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I want to hear about like your backstory. Like, what did you y'all go to college for? How'd you meet your husbands? What's your social security? Yeah. You know, all the important things. Yeah, well, I was really, I genuinely was really excited for this week because I mean, <laughs> military spouse employment. I mean, that just seems like such a sentence that um, I think a lot of us can relate to and struggle with and gives you a little PTSD. Gives me a little anxiety. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting like sweaty just thinking about it because, you know, a lot of us just have so many gaps in our resume as we do and, you know, no outlets or no help and no resources to help us find, you know, jobs. And it's just really sad. I mean, I can't tell you how many interviews I've been on. And then, you know, I'm like, do I talk about that? I'm a military spouse. Do I not talk about that? I'm a military spouse and try to hide it. But inevitably almost every single time it comes out that I'm a military spouse. And then immediately you see, you know, that glazed over look like, oh, you're about to leave us. Or yeah, they ask you when you're going to leave and you're like, oh, not for a very long time. Do you lie? Right. Well, it's actually going to be in probably a year. You're just like, never. We're never going to leave. Yeah, we're going to stay here. We are here forever. And outside the community, people don't talk about it. They're like, oh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. But not like there's tangible things you can do. You know, if you're a owner or, you know, a manager at a corporation where you can have remote workers, go hire military spouses. Like, yeah, we'll hire these people. Um, so it is, it's kind of nuts. It's until you are a military spouse, you really don't understand the challenges. And I think the interesting thing too, is oftentimes we are so adaptable and hardworking and, you know, because we have to be, I mean, we move all the time. We pick up, we go, we have to be adaptable. We have to be welcome to change. Um, you gotta have, you gotta be like a jack of all trades, right. you know, you great gotta, work ethic. 
And yeah. I was lucky in Valdosta to find a boss that saw that in Georgia. Um, and she's like, I love, I see my military spouses come in and I'm like, yep, I want you because I know how hard they work. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just see the gaps on the resume and assume, or, you know, and the assumptions can just lead you awry. So okay. I, um, I just wanted to say, I think it's, it's pretty rad what you guys are doing. Cause it's a true need, um, that I think we can all agree on for the community. And I'm excited to hear more about kind of how it got started for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To build on what you said about military spouses being adaptable and uh, just able to wear multiple hats. It's funny that the military still calls spouses dependents because you're (laughs) self-employed and you're not dependent on anybody. You're dependent on yourself to run your family and your job and lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And is that kind of where the name sort of came from? It did. Yeah. Okay. It's a play on play on mm-hmm. dependent and that military relationships specifically are mutually dependent on one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not at any point trying to put down the service member. I mean, all of our husbands work incredibly hard and have worked sure. very hard to get where they are, but just mm-hmm. calling out that these relationships truly are mutually dependent and that military spouses can be mutually dependent with employers as well. Hardworking, adaptable, all these skill sets that they can bring to the table that your average candidate doesn't have. They don't have those same life experiences. So um, really a play on the relationships as well as on the employer benefits. Now, do you guys have like HR backgrounds or kind of how did you get into? <laughs> no, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I did run a college recruiting program at one point in my life. Uh, wow, there you go. Yeah, basically it goes back to, so Meg and I met in undergrad. So we've been friends for over a decade, a long time, a long time. Where'd you guys uh, go to school? Georgia Tech. Okay. Yeah, shout out. Georgia, we weren't very far. Yeah, yeah there you go. When yeah. I said Valdosta earlier, I was like, I should say Georgia because people were like, yeah, what does that mean? Is that Canada? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we met there. I also met my husband in undergrad. Uh, there's a whole backstory there, but uh, basically we call it the year of the courting phase where he courted me for a year. And then I ended up being interested and, you know, now he's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Were a lot of gloves involved? And Glo- gloves and gloves. Yeah. White gloves and yoga pants. One of my <laughs> I made it fancy. I made it fancy. I don't want wear, but fancy. I don't want you to see my weenus, but I'll show you my butt crack. <laughs> One of my favorite stories. I remember we were at a um, a sorority function, and I asked Chris. I was like, "So, tell me about this Jerry." She goes, "Oh, we're just friends. Like he's a nice guy, but you know, we're just friends." And I remember asking Jerry a couple hours later into the night. He's like, "She's the one. I'm gonna. She's it. I'm the one. I'm, I'm gonna like, wear hey. her down." <laughs> Here we are. So here we are. So he, uh, and I think it wasn't really anything ever about him. Candidly, it was more of the military aspect. It was his dream to be a fighter pilot. His dad was a fighter pilot. And I was a very career oriented person at the time. And I just thought, never really seen a military spouse have like an incredible career and one that I aspire to. How is that logistically going to work? So he left for flight school. And I think as you know, anyone can say there were a couple rough patches right off the bat, but we got into our long distance groove and kind of figured out what worked for us and worked with me professionally and whatnot. And over the flight school journey, Meg and I are still in Atlanta at this point. He's hopping around from Pensacola to Kingsville, Texas. Uh, He has a roommate who's a really great guy. And I had a friend who's a really great girl. And we all met in Austin, Texas one weekend and mm. it's been together ever since. Yep. Austin will do that for sure. <laughs> Four years, you said? Wow. Four wow. years married. Four years married. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But then there was a courting phase, obviously, as well. Yes, the courting yeah. racing story. 
but no gloves in our courting phase. No, I was going to yeah. say, did you get courting. like a BOGO deal on gloves? I love the word courting. <laughs> I know, like courting. That's what made me think of it. I just haven't heard courting in a while. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete and I didn't court. I'm like, oh, you guys met right on a tennis court? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a bar and I think she winked and went. I just never, I met my husband. Like the, and my, I went and visited him and my girlfriend was like, don't give up the milk or what is how, what's that phrase? Oh, no, but I'm excited to hear you try. He's <laughs> not going to want the cow when the milk is free. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like that. Yeah. I won't give him the dairy just yeah. yet. And I did. And then you did. I did. Mm-hmm. But you know, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but you got married then it's okay. Yeah. And you guys have probably moved a ton since you've yeah. been married too. So decent amount. Yeah. So you have moved more than we have. I obviously moved from Atlanta to Virginia Beach when we got married. And then we went through this, we're going to Japan. And then we ended up not going to Japan. So then we stayed in Virginia Beach, but we're getting ready to move to Maryland. So yeah, so that would have been really fun. Candidly, spoiler alert, I moved to Japan, but I thought Meg was going to be moving too. And that would have just been epic for us to like. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Together. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But a couple months after she was going to move, uh, we ended up moving from Virginia Beach to Japan to Japan, which was not expected. And back to the career and kind of military self-employment. One thing that is, I think, unique in the Navy uh, is when they finish the reg, so that's when they finish learning to fly the F-18, they tell you where your orders are the day that you finish. And so in most cases, we had two weeks. You had less than that when you were going to move to pick up your life and- figure out something job-wise. In that two weeks, I was like, oh crap, what am I going to do? I started conversations with my employer. There's actually a really funny story about that. I find out that Jerry has called Prye, which is your ability to either deploy immediately or go to Japan. I'm at our work kickoff in Atlanta. I pick up the phone, I answer it, and he's like, I called Prye, we're moving to Japan. And I kid you not, within 15 minutes, they announce that there's this small group of people that have been awarded an all-inclusive trip to Mexico, and I am one of those people. So I am sitting there just cringing, knowing that I just got the news we were moving to Japan. I don't even know if I can keep my job. I ended up, spoiler alert, went to Mexico. I actually brought Meg to Mexico with me. I was going to say, I still go to Mexico. Go to Mexico. Forget your husband. Go to Mexico. Go to Mexico. Mexico. I'll see you in Japan when I get Mm -hmm. there. Exactly. (laughs) That's basically what happened. Yeah. So moved to Japan for three years. Uh, Part During that period, I didn't know if work was going to work out. I had an interest in going back to business school. So took the GMAT, studied really hard for like 30 days, took the GMAT, applied to business school. Um, I got in a couple months later, work kind of created this remote position for me where they were flexible with the hours that I worked. Still worked some kind of crazy hours while we were over there. But during business school, during this crazy kind of quarantine life, um, a lot of emotions came back around military spouse employment and underemployment. And you just meet these incredible people on the way, a lot of which have taken 50 plus percent pay cuts to work jobs on base mm-hmm. internationally. You both yeah. lived in Korea, so I'm sure you saw plenty of that. Also, people that- If you can even get a job on base. Yeah, because of our agreement, exactly. like, you couldn't. Right. Right, right. 
if you could even find a job, then you were right, taking yeah. that significant pay cut. And or legally like able in tears. Like yeah. you could, right. right. We had a friend that was like a vet. I don't think you've ever met her, but yeah, she was a vet here. They went to Korea and she could only volunteer in the animal shelter. Yeah. So she's like a trained vet right. professionally. Right. And to keep her currency, like they were able to work it so that she like volunteer veterinarian that yeah veterinarian sorry not vet vet yeah Um, thing with physical therapists there were i can't tell you how many physical therapists mastered yeah doctors technically right yeah even i remember they had this little acute care center on base in japan and every time i went in there the nurse that saw me i knew her she was another military spouse her husband was an f-35 pilot and i knew she was volunteering they weren't, she wasn't being paid. And every single time I saw the same person. And honestly, that just pissed me off. Cause I was like, no. you're using your skills to not get paid. This is. Yeah. And they probably have debt too. Cause you come out of school right. with so much debt. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, it was so about, what was the turning point for you guys? Yeah. So it was about this time last year. So I called Meg up and I said, Meg, <laughs> your husband's deployed. My husband's deployed. I have this crazy idea. Let's like do something about military spouse under an unemployment. Uh, and at the time I was actually work, as I said, working in a remote capacity from Japan. I had gotten Meg actually a contractor role at the same company. So she was also working in that capacity. And I just said, I mean, we did this for like, we're both working so it can work for other people. Why don't we go try to find jobs and go try to find demand and, create opportunities for military spouses. What you were saying earlier about these people are adaptable, hardworking, flexible, all these skill sets that are hard to find in the workforce. Really all we need to do is get these people in the door. Once they're in the door, right. show right. Them value in their own work. Yep. We have yep. no worry about that. It's just making yep. that introduction, getting them the job and letting yep. them take it from there. So we've been at mm-hmm. it for about a year. And uh, over the course of the last year, there's been, you know, a ton of growing pains and learning how to run a business and getting our system set up and all of that. But we can relate to some of those things as well. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Taxes. That was oh, funny. Boy. I call Meg. I'm like, Meg, we got to do our taxes. Yeah. What are we going to call the wrong person? But we'll try. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. We're here still we figuring out our friend's yeah. husband is yeah. doing our taxes. Thank and he's you. like, you know what? I'm not a CPA guys. I'm like, what can you try? I'm like, you listen to finance podcasts. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fine. You like Dave Ramsey. It's the yeah. same thing. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. You own a calculator. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you pull out a TI-89. Yeah. I was like, here we go. Exactly. Yep. Yep. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, you can I don't know how to use yeah. it, but I can write hello <laughs> on it. Yeah. yeah I was a history major. So I was like, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Yeah. So you have glasses make you look like you would know how to use it. I mean, like cute in a cute way, but you know, so maybe if you just put the glasses on, you'll be able to do your taxes. I don't know. If there's not a strong prescription, they could be mistaken for decor purposes, but I promise you. (laughs) They're really cute. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, but you asked her, do we have any background? No, we just saw a problem and wanted to do something about it. And as I said, I, at one point in time, ran a recruiting program for, undergrad students right out of college and we both were working in a contractor capacity at the time so we kind of knew how those agreements worked and whatnot we talked to Mm -hmm. some lawyers yeah and when it comes to the startup realm I work for one right out of college and it's more just thinking outside of the box you know you don't have to have like you don't need to be in that field necessarily you don't have to have gone to school for like if you're creative and can think outside the box you know you can really tackle any problem sure yeah and you so you're dealing mainly with like 1099 work, right? Yeah. So we've actually found that military spouses can bring in more cash in that capacity. 
So, and that was, once again, one thing that I learned kind of working in that con- contractor role is because employers typically pay about one and a half times for a full-time salary because of benefits, healthcare, 401k, and whatnot. Uh, and a big part of that is healthcare, of which military spouses receive through the military. So we said, why why not put that cash back in military spouses' hands and, and negotiate, you know, rates that are higher than what they would make if they were salaried employees and call it a win-win for everybody? Yeah. Well, if, especially if, yeah, if it ends up balancing out where you're, they're actually making a little more money or equal to that. Mm-hmm. And then 1099, and the only thing about 1099 is like taxes-wise, I guess you're on your own for doing your taxes. Right. Yeah. 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 We just recommend- That's gotten me into trouble before <laughs> out of college do. where yeah, I didn't know about contractors. Yeah. We yeah, talk you gotta, people when they're onboarded, like, hey, save 25% yeah. of what you're making save for tax purposes. Yeah. I learned Did that you take a real that hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Real hard way. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I got out of college right after the economic crash. Oh. So there were no jobs. And then I did the 1099 contractor work for a little bit and didn't really think about the tax thing, you know? Sure. You know, right. a little thing. 22 yeah. years old yeah. or whatever you are. A little you three little oh thing. God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember my mom had to help me pay my taxes that year or like mm. my grandma <laughs> or something. <laughs> like gave you money. Yeah. yeah. I paid her. Yeah. I forget. Like, Listen, I will sweep the shit out of your floors yeah. for like ever. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, now you're going to audit me. How far are you going to go? Well, now I just don't have to do taxes because I'm unemployed. <laughs> I mean, we have our LLC. Sure. So we can say that. You sure. Know, we're bi- we are business owners. We yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. a card with our name on it. That is true. Yeah. We do we have do. a business bank account. <laughs> Which side is kind of hard to set up. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh my God. Yes. Especially when you have multiple people that are remote. Oh my goodness. We sat with Japan when we were doing this. We were like, oh crap. We got jobs and military jobs. We got to pay people. We need a bank account. So I called Meg. I'm like, Meg, you got to do this. Like I can't leave Japan and they won't do anything Mm -hmm. over the phone. And apparently the Navy Fed on base doesn't actually do business bank accounts. Oh, Oh, sure. Of course it doesn't. But we figured it out. I mean, you went in, they gave you a debit card. They honestly didn't do much checking on my part. They were like, here you go. <laughs> You're like, are you sure? I think all of our people had to, because Kellen was still in Maryland. Uh, Jess was in Texas. Yeah. And then you and I did it together, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, yeah, we all had to send out paperwork. To, like they overnighted paperwork to each person for them to sign to overnight yeah. back from the banks. Yeah. We were like, and you po- had to be at a chase. Right. We were posted up at chase with like <sighs> Rebecca for... My God, three hours or so. Yeah. And then poor Jess had to drive to a chase, which was like a like two-hour two hour drive. drive. Oh, yeah, like nuts. in the operator agreement, we signed it and then like, nope, that's the wrong one. So we had to re-sign it. It's like, please right. correct because right. I really don't want to have to And just as a time. side note, I'm just Googling operator agreement. It's just, okay, I need an operator agreement. Let's figure out what that is. Yeah. No, mm. it's it's like le- growing pains and trial and error, trying to figure out how to start a business, <laughs> especially when you don't have a business background. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You were advertising. Yes. I double majored in English and politics, which is completely worthless. That's the start of a joke somewhere. So, and I was an art minor. So <laughs> paint our way out of this or predicament. Technically not an art minor. I was like two credits short, uh, but I like to lie and tell people I'm an art <laughs> kidding why didn't you take like a paint by numbers class and i could have i should have i should have could have would have you were just you were just over leaving. yeah like swimming or i didn't swimming is not an art class I, well just like <laughs> anything to get those last two credits right 
I bet synchronized swimming would be considered. There you art. go. That is a form of art. There you go. It wouldn't be synchronized. It would just be me active drowning in a pool. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to pick that up, though, let me know and I'll record it. Well, I do have a pool. I'll start. I'll start working. Sure. Make a routine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think it's interesting about like, so you started the business because you saw that, like, we have a lot of military spouses out there that are either underemployed or unemployed. And I was it was easier to find statistics for unemployed than it is underemployed and the unemployment rate is high. I mean, it's like 25%. And then, but there's so many that fall through the cracks because they're like underemployed mm-hmm. and uh, much higher than even the 25%. Yeah. And they estimate it's about 90% underemployed militaries. That military spouses currently are about 90% underemployed, which is wild. That's insane. And, then, and we have some of the higher highest education compared to our civilian counterparts too. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's a big Almost. bummer. Yeah. I mean, not everybody has literature and art backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has an English and politics. Eng- oh, sorry, and English. almost art minor background, right. you know. But <laughs> no, I because I, I, you know, we make sometimes we poke at like people that run MLMs if it's like a straight up pyramid scheme. But right. I also understand why people get involved in MLMs mm-hmm. because as a military spouse, you have to move so much that that is something that is transferable, but it ends up being in some cases predatory. Yeah. And there's lots of nonprofit organizations and organizations affiliated with the department of defense and whatnot that go out there and try to get military spouses, whether it's on base employment or employment in town where they're living. But when we looked at the, the problem, we said that that gets them a job for the next two to three years. That doesn't solve the problem long-term. And then you start to see careers that are relatively flat over, you know, a typical year military kind of length of service. And it's because they have to relocate so much and basically Mm -hmm. start over. And the licensure and all that. Right. And so we said, what's the roadblock? And the roadblock is the fact that they have to leave a job every time they relocate. What if they didn't have to do that? Um, yeah. So that's why we specifically focus a hundred percent on remote opportunities. Uh, and we made that decision early on that we weren't going to entertain anything that was on site employment because we just firmly believe that didn't solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what companies are you primarily working with that you're partnered with? Sure. So when we did a lot of kind of research and customer discovery on what a good match would be between military spouses and employers, uh, we really found a lot of synergies between three types of organizations, startups, nonprofits, and veteran-owned businesses. Startups and nonprofits for very similar reasons. We talked earlier about military spouses being adaptable, wearing multiple hats, Mm -hmm. being flexible. These are all skills that startups are looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, startups are typically more inclined to having kind of people come in and flexing their hours, which is very beneficial to military spouses, too. If you're self-deployed and you want to work a lot, a lot during that period, typically they let they support that. If your spouse is home and you need, you know, a couple days off or whatnot, that's supported, too. Very similar in the nonprofit space, um, value, kind of people wearing multiple hats, being adaptable, hardworking, all of those things. And then veteran-owned businesses because vets just get it. Every time we talk to someone who's military-affiliated, either currently or veteran, they always say, like, I wish this was around when my you know, wife or husband was in the military. Yeah. So 
that's it, it's a demographic that gets it and and really the military community and i will say the military kind of entrepreneurial community has been so un- unbelievably supportive um, of what we're trying to do and so that's been really cool to watch and see yeah yeah and and how many right now do you have like companies are you working with yeah so we have seven active employers that we work mm-hmm. with we've hired 14 military spouses over the last year uh, we want to grow that to kind of at least 20 by mid-year. But what's really cool is a lot of our employers come back and they want more. So they awesome. say, this person is doing such a great job. Can can we hire somebody else? Can we bring on someone else? And so that's been really reassuring to just see that the business model is working. That yeah. we knew they were valuable, but just to see yeah, other people valuing. being valuable, they, they are. So really can cool. you walk us through the process a little bit? Like I'm Sarah, I have a resume that maybe needs a little work even. Sure. I come to you guys, kind of take me through that process. Yeah. So I'll start and Meg can jump in. Yeah. We, so we do a bunch of employment services on the front end too. So even if you're not actively looking for a job now, things are overwhelming, you're moving, whatever, feel free to send us your resume, info at mutuallydependent.com. And we'll get back to you with some feedback that is specific to your resume on ways that you can improve it. Uh, that also goes into interview prep. So if we have an open opportunity and, and you've been selected, your skill sets align and whatnot, we then prep you around kind of interviewing and what those questions look like. One thing we found pretty early on is military spouses, because 90 plus percent of them are women, tend to downplay their skill sets. So instead of, we talked earlier about hmm. the gaps. Funny they, how that works. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> they, they say like, oh, I have a gap in my resume, this and that. We say, no, you were doing very valuable things during that gap, whether it was raising children, sometimes by yourself while your spouse was deployed. Work that, like build that up with the employers. That is valuable experience just in another realm. And managing moves across the country, your finances at home, like all the hats that you wear. Like, yeah, exactly. It's downplayed a lot when it should be. Yeah, I was going to ask you for some advice that we could give like our listeners. So that is some good advice. So you're saying, you know, as a mom in my everyday use those things that I've learned in your interview. Don't simply say there's gaps in your resume. No, you're still keeping humans alive, but also creating valuable, you know, skill sets for your employer. Use that. For sure. And any sort of like volunteer work, whether it's at your kid's school or outside of school, like that's valuable work experience. And so initially we were hearing the same story of people saying like, oh, well, I worked in this industry because that's what was available to me. And then I worked in this industry and this job because that was available to me. And we said, hey, that's valuable. Like you've worked in multiple industries, multiple job functions, multiple locations, mm-hmm. all while trying to find a job and raising a family in a new location, moving across the country, sell that, like sell yeah. yourself. You are valuable. And so we do that a lot with our military spouses of trying to like coach them on building themselves up in these interviews to showcase their skills. Cause I feel like a lot of times military spouses will highlight their active duty counterpart, you know, their accomplishments stuff like, Oh, right. They did this. They did this. And that's great. You know, support that's great that everyone's supportive of them, but military spouses, they brought home six lithos this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We want to paint that picture that like, there's a lot to the table that they bring. Yeah. 
Yeah. So on the front end, uh, we talked about resume. We also do LinkedIn profile reviews. So you can just send us a link to your LinkedIn profile and we'll say, hey, it would look a lot better to employers if you updated this or added more detail here. We're happy Maybe take to- off the yoga pants in your photo. <laughs> yeah. Or keep them on. I don't know what kind of job or you're looking for. Or leave them on have a nice top on top. Party on the bottom, good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it depends if you're virtually Zooming. I mean, yeah, you could yeah. get away with some pants or, at the bottom, right. like what, pajama yeah. pants. Okay. Know? Just don't stand up during <laughs> Okay. It. Just put the gloves on. You can have yeah. yoga pants Wear on. your white gloves, okay. your silk gloves. Or ski gloves or your cleaning gloves. Yeah. <laughs> You've got gloves from working outside. I do. I, yeah. My gardening <laughs> gloves. Gardening gloves. My out. lime green gardening gloves. Oh. I don't have gardening Man, gloves. Man, I'm going to get like all it, the jobs. My hands get leathery, you know? <laughs> hmm? I don't know. <laughs> Just talking about my my calloused <laughs> hands. <laughs> oh, maybe it's that leather whip you guys use. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I know when I'm in an interview. Yes. And I actually like interviews because I actually enjoy the uncomfortableness. Um, and I thrive genuinely yeah. in that typically in that yeah. environment. But I always struggle with this question. Okay. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Okay. Why do you struggle? Because, you know, well, the strengths, I mean, that's easy. I mean, it's like, where are my strengths for you? Let's keep them downplaying accomplishments. That's not everybody. um, But the weakness, right? Because you, I, my mom was always like, now make sure it's not like a real weakness. Like you, you know, it's like, I'm working too yeah, hard. Like I I'm, care too much. I care too much. <laughs> I will work too hard. I mean, is that, I, I so basically I'm asking I'm dedicated because I'm so dedicated. So Mythbusters, in your professional opinion, um, is it good to downplay it a little bit for the, for the, uh, weakness portion or what, what do you think is the best route to go? I think it's walking a fine line. So I think there is some wisdom in that. Like you don't want to give them anything that is going to make you look bad in any capacity. I'm so disorganized. You're like, you know what? I can't find time anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What time do you start work? Where's that damn stapler? It's an eight o'clock show time. I'll be there at 10. Sorry. But one area you can kind of zoom in on, zoom in on. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. More so focus on like a skill set. So for example, if you're applying to a sales job Mm -hmm. and maybe your focus isn't on analytics and Excel and, and, and that, but it's something that you're working on, you could say... I am more sales-minded. I'm more customer-focused. I know that to keep up in today's economy and today's skill sets that I need to be more data-driven, which is why I have now taken a LinkedIn learning course on Excel and data analytics and whatnot. It has been a weakness, but I'm working on it. So more so acknowledging the weakness, but then also talking about what you're doing to improve on that weakness. Mm. So if I said, like, I'm lazy, how would we turn that <laughs> You can spin just about anything. I bet you could. I yeah, I was just curious if you could spin that. I was just curious. You know, I've started drinking these, like, five-hour energies before <laughs> I go into work. And although my heart rate is twice as normal, but, you know, like, I can get a lot done. That was well yeah, done. That was a good job. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, so you have, like, a caffeine addiction? Like, <laughs> That, and that would explain things. the tick. Harder, yeah. not harder. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? You work smarter, not harder. Yas queen. Cheers to that. Which, by the way, what are we all sipping on Ooh, this fine afternoon? Filters. These are, I just wanted to show them. 
This is from last year's deployment, Corona Cruise. Yes, that <laughs> oh, is. Oh, you, well, you guys are carrying a Corona and some masks. Very timely. Yeah, that is timely. We need the Shout info on your koozies just so we can get some made. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's in the koozie? Yeah, you got, what is it? Beer? Or are you drinking just La Croix? Like truly. Truly. Oh. Uh, well, that's, that's, you got the, the so I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura helped me watch my horrible children the other day. They're and so horrible. I, they're all right. Um, and so I got, um, yeah, I got her these, uh, little margaritas, crook and marker, organic, super grain alcohol. Ooh. And it's as gross as it sounds. It's not great, but you know, <laughs> we're chugging, drink. it'll drink. It'll yeah. Drink. And I got 12 of them. So cheers. Perfect. Drinking in the closet. Cheers. I'm drinking Vizzy, and I, I I have a hard time getting them. It's even the well, I knew the white claws were hard, but the Vizzies aren't any better. I don't. It's I think for seltzers, I'm starting to like every time I drink one, yeah, I'm like it's the, got an aspartame taste. What what? What's the fave? What's your fave seltzer? God, I don't even know. I like white claw grapefruit. Okay, that's the only one that I don't like despise. Yeah, all the other ones I've tried, I don't know. I'm like getting to the point where I just want to drink hard liquor. <laughs> just gets to that point <laughs> i just want tequila you know i just want to take a couple of sh- shots of tequila I, I don't need anything <laughs> well else. i did that on the podcast what a few weeks ago you did. You, you did not partake well that was the day that like i broke you hurt my your coccyx and yeah. i thought i was dying so yeah it only lasts her coccyx is fine it's fine since recovered yeah and a little si joint pain after it but it was, it was fine it cleared up very quickly what's the name of that um joint again the Oh, you're, oh gosh. Uh, we were talking about hip flexors the other day. Cause I used to work in PT. So I was like telling her all the hip flexors. I'm like, say it again. I'm five. Anyway. Yeah. I I'm excited to, to see where your, your business goes. And, and I know that we are partnering together to try to bring more spouses to the table mm-hmm. and what, can you explain kind of what you're hoping we achieve in the next couple of weeks with spouses and our resume drive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we are hoping just to, we would love for military spouses to share their resumes with us, whether that be for um, coaching sessions, whether that be for active employment opportunities they're seeking. And so what we want to do is get those in. Cause anytime we receive a new work opportunity, mm-hmm. The resumes and the individuals we have in our system, in our database, we're reaching out to them first. Like they're, they're the first to know. And then once we've reached out to them, then we'll go back out and seek out new opportunities and, you know, whatever the sales terms are, the inbound mm-hmm. and the outbound links. But who we have right now is who we want to reach out to first. And so yeah. when they send in their resumes, they're going to be, you know, within the first to hear of any new job that we have. And so out. how many different companies would you say are in your arsenal? Companies right now? Mm-hmm. Well, we're probably talking to 50 plus different companies. I mentioned okay. earlier, we have seven kind of that have active partnership agreements, yeah. with right. them, but right. multiple kind of growing from there. So awesome, but, but seven actively employing and, and probably talking upwards of 50, but you know, one reason we're really excited about the partnership is we say people marry their intellectual counterparts. And so, you know, a lot of people say kind of back to the active duty service member, Oh, that person must be, you know, so smart to fly an F-18 or do this or do that. And so like their spouses are wicked smart too. So just being able to connect with people, connect with your followers and, and, and say, Hey, do you need jobs? We're here to help you. 
Yeah, totally. No, I mean, I think this resume drive is just going to, it's, I think the hardest part for spouses is knowing that there's help mm-hmm. and knowing that it can be really easy, right? Because I think it can be a really big undertaking as a spouse. Like, where do I start? My resume isn't where it should be. Like, I don't even know how to make it mainstream that maybe could accommodate like a whole bunch of different kinds of jobs. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are like a one-stop shop. I mean, not only it's literally as easy as, you know, me giving you my resume. You said that you would give me feedback Mm -hmm. on my resume. And then when we decide that it's good to go, I mean, put it in your hands and, you know, you help me find companies you think would, would jive well. And it's that easy, you know, and for those resume services, are you having, are you charging spouses for the resume services? Oh, that's amazing. Wow. None of all that interview prep, uh, resume review, and actually kind of how our business model works is that we have spouses kind of name their hourly rate. So we say, hey, what do you want to make hourly? Give us kind of a high end and a low end. And then what we do is we go out and negotiate with our employer partners. And at this point in time, I mentioned we had 14 spouses working through us. All 14 are making the high end of the rate that they indicated on their application. So then what would you say that average is right now? Yeah. So we don't entertain anything below kind of $20 an hour. There's several yes, out there that is much lower than that. We made yeah. the decision wow. when, we, when we started the business, like 20 bucks is our, our bottom, but we have people making up to, to 35, $40 an hour. So and I think that ties into the downplaying too. Like people are willing to accept something lower because they're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not doing much, but we bring a lot to the table. So yeah. you got to get paid for it. And I'll say our, actually our first client uh, hired four spouses through us for, it was an ed tech company with COVID. Everything was moving online into these online portals. So we had a team of military spouses kind of come in and help the professors to get everything online. And within two weeks, one of those military spouses was promoted without even asking, just the employer said, I think they should make more money and gave them a $5 an hour raise, made them the team lead. So we definitely have promotions within our, our employers too, even in that kind of hourly contractor role, that doesn't, that doesn't mean there's not upward mobility and whatnot. Um, Also right now we are hundred percent kind of focused on contractor work. We explained a little bit earlier why we Mm -hmm. do that, but we have, you know, our, our job and our goal here is to get military spouses employed. Whatever that looks like, we don't really care. So actually in all our agreements, if, if employers want to bring them on full-time, great. Like we have no problem with that. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's, I, I mean, need to make a resume. I don't even have one. At this it's not point. even like an old saved one. Uh, I mean, maybe you can just send it your like, name on a piece of paper and, and we'll send you a template. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I need. And I'll, I mean, I'll fill it in with crayons because I don't have pens anymore. My kids <laughs> run off with them. So I'll just hand it back to you and it'll be in red, red crayon. So <laughs> I'll be like, did your daughter write this out? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll just write content creation. I'm a... <laughs> Like, so when was the last job you had? Did I mention that I have an English major? Yeah, I agree. With a uh, sort of art minor. Content. Okay, <laughs> Okay, hey, talk I about the Mona Lisa. I, I looked at a bunch of people running social media accounts for people. We actually have one of um, the person who runs our social media account. She was crushing it for another one of our clients and wanted to pick up some more hours. So we said, "Hey, you want to come run our social media account?" So no, it's yeah, nice. now she works with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a nice lady. 
Yeah, she's awesome. She's Shout out to Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole. Miss you, boo-boo. Well, I thought about going back to school for like, yeah, because you can get like a, you can get a degree in like social media marketing now. I don't even think that was a thing. But oh, no, it absolutely was not. No. Because I mean, Facebook was, I don't think Instagram was around. I don't even know. We're that old. You're really aging yourself. I am so old that I don't think there was an Instagram back then. Okay. There was MySpace. There was. And maybe Snapchat existed. I don't know. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. I'll send it off to you. What was that? Social media platform outside of the Z? Z? Zanga? Zanga? Zillow? Zanga. Yes. Okay. It was X. It was, wasn't it? Oh, you know, it I never used it. I, my friends did, but um, same. Oh yeah, Katina yeah. was all about the Zanga. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Yeah. Never. Oh yeah. Was, did that predate MySpace, or was that around the same time? I think it was about the same time. Right. I was like, listen, I can only commit to one. This is too stressful. <laughs> yeah. So I went MySpace. She did both. Seemed like a very stressful way to live. But... I was more overly involved in my AIM profile. Oh, that was oh, me. That was my me. yes. Yeah. What was your name? Iguana lover. <laughs> Was the iguana. iguana a symbol for something? I, I had an iguana. <laughs> well, at least you had one. That made sense a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Thank God she had an iguana. iguana. <laughs> what was your iguana's name? Uh, what was his name? Godzilla. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was iguana lover. I've had some weird screen names when I was on Match.com. <laughs> I used to work in a bakery. And uh, yeah, you didn't know that. And my name was the Master Baker. <laughs> I got so many I'm creepy emails. Yes. A lot of dick pics. So well, creepy messages. Yeah, that's but that's so how I met my husband. <laughs> Have you baked for him one day in your life? One time. One time. One time. <laughs> for our first anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. When I was Never. trying to catch him. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. good. I was, um, I was Lil Sarah Lee 331, which sounds normal, but my middle name wasn't Lee. So <laughs> that's weird. Did you just like Sarah Lee? I do enjoy a good Sarah Lee coffee cake. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? I wasn't allowed to have that stuff. And so oh. I thought I was being super <sighs> sneaky when Facebook came out and oh. created a Facebook forgetting that my email connected to my parents. So like five minutes later, they're like, um, hello. We see this. So that was my first taste of the social media world. Yes. Mm. I was Christy Bugs 186. 186 had no significance. I think it just told me, like, pick some numbers. And then uh, my dad used to call me Bugs. So it was, Aww. you know. That's was, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's no Master Baker, but. <laughs> or a I'm just glad you had an iguana. He was mean. Yeah. He was yeah. mean and he would escape all the time and he would go to like dumb places where he could die. Like they're not, they have to be hot all the time. So he went to the freezer? So he would go and like sit on cold tile in my bathroom, but he was, he would whip you with his tail. He was really aggressive. So he we would, ended up giving him away. Uh, sure. Aquarium? And he would just no, walk he would around. get out. He would get out. He was very good at getting out. We would like, it had like a top, like a mesh top. And so right. I would hold it down with like, heavy rocks so that he couldn't pop the top but he still was able to do it he was very strong so he was like a weightlifter and he would hiss at you he lived up to the godzilla yeah did he ever like crawl in bed with you that would freak me okay all right i wouldn't have liked that at all he was not making he was very aggressive and he wasn't big he was like a he was like a teenager he was a teenager? Yeah, like he he wasn't like what you would assume like an when you think of an iguana you think of a big ass iguana. He was like 
maybe like 14 inches. Like age-wise, he was a teenager or lengthwise? (laughs) (laughs) You said he was a teenager, like, so he was like, he was a, a few pre- years old, like a, a younger. Iguana. He was like a tween. Okay. Yeah, like an iguana years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wh- where is he now? Uh, probably somebody's shoe. You know, somebody. <laughs> Someone's tile him. floor. Yeah, I don't know. He, my mom was like, "We got to get rid of him. He's out of control." He would go <laughs> after my dogs. Yeah. yeah, he was out of control. He needed a oh, hobby. But I kept, like- I kept the AIM names until I hit. I mean, when did we stop using AIM? I don't know. That's going to date me like crazy if I tell mm. you when I stop. God, you're old. I am, I am old. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> oh, man. So to change pace a bit, that brings us to our next segment, mm-hmm. which is called What's Driving You to Drink? It can be like anything in the last couple of weeks that, or a story that is, you know, driving you nuts. What's, what's making you pour that extra glass of wine Mm -hmm. this week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you guys like to start start us off? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I can start. So we, uh, as you both know, living overseas and, and this housing market, I'll just comment is absolutely insane. And I think it's absolutely insane across the country. So we were trying to buy a house from Japan and we ended up uh, being able to look at the house before we purchased it, but we bought it and moved in and realized there was some issues. Uh, It also snowed the first night we were in here um, and we realized we did not have HVAC on the bottom floor of the house. Oh, Um, that's a fun surprise. It was running (laughs) on emergency HVAC and I think we were a little naive and thought, you know, oh, emergency that'll last us a little bit. You're like, it's, it is an emergency. It's cold. <laughs> it's snowing in Virginia Beach. So we were hanging up curtains and whatnot. And like Meg walked into my house today and she's like, oh, wow. Like your office is actually an office. And like your living room is actually a living room. A living room. You can yeah. tell what it is. Yeah. You can tell what it is. Like the curtains came down. So um, we didn't have HVAC for a while. We also, uh, I haven't told you this yet, but we, um, realized they did some crawl space work. And as a result, there was an opening under this like old chest. Um, and roughly every day we would find like dead roaches emerging from the crawl space. Uh, it's going to go a very different way, but my number one rule is to call the Orkin man or woman in any location I live. They're like my first call. I've moved into a house. Please come help me. Um, and they spray everywhere. So thankfully these were all dead. Things come out to die though. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you I see mean, them. They're coming out to die. When they're dead, like in laying there. I have a very, very irrational fear of bugs and especially roaches. I just, I see one and my whole body starts to shake and I just cannot even calm myself down. Yeah. Are dead ones okay or dead ones aren't cool? I don't love any of them. I would, I would obviously prefer for it not to have a a pulse. Yeah. Um, I've had a cockroach (laughs) fly at me. Right. And then they, some can fly. The fly, the flying ones. They have them in Houston. Massive African. We're both from Texas and they're just abundant. Yeah. It's amazing. I lived there for as long as I did. Yeah. (laughs) It is like the state bird. Yeah. These ones are little ones. So it's not as bad. And as I said, they're dead. So it's not the big of a deal. But 
my husband just left for a detachment in Key West, but before he left, he went through and like sprayed everything with this like silicone spray stuff because every time we go to Home Depot, we come back with something else and mm-hmm. it looked like a charm. So that's been great. So mm. I will say housing issues were driving me to drink, uh, but a lot of them we are slowly but surely resolving. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My, I hear you, man. We actually had an Oregon guy come out and spray for the first time yeah. and we got maybe like three that came to wander and die. Yeah. And even those, I'm just like, Ryan, please. I remember when we were, when we were in Georgia, those bugs, right. Okay. Are new Mm-mm. level, Mm-mm. Laura. Mm-mm. These Mm-mm. bugs are half my no. size. Granted, I'm only five, two, five, one, but these things are massive. And I remember sitting there with Kenny, when she was a newborn in my hands, mm-hmm. this roach came out biggest roach I've ever seen. Mm-mm. And I stood there for way, it was just sitting there for, I don't know why, like it crawled in the middle of the floor and then sat there for like five minutes. And yeah. I got ran, I got the you biggest book like I knew. Contest yes. Wow. Yes. For like yeah. 30 minutes. So yeah. irrational. And then finally I just chunked the book at yeah. it from across. I put the baby down and then I chunked, <laughs> you chucked the baby at it I put yeah. very <laughs> safely. Um, and, uh, chunked the book at it. It was very, and then I missed, and then it was a whole long day thing. Oh my God. You should have trapped it. I taken a bowl and just, I know because then that means that my body would have to be closer to, it's very irrational. It doesn't make any sense, but I just, I can't physically get that close. A bug is an infestation. So it's like, that's why my first phone call is always the organ person and then apparently there's different roaches Not i learned the other day well there's like american there's german there's those are gonna outlive us all right I and mean, they've been around since the dinosaurs and apparently the german ones if you see one there's a billion the oh. other ones like if you see one there might only be one the guy so, said who hates bugs so much you know an awful lot about bugs because i told he came like two weeks ago and sprayed <laughs> my house and, and then i kept him everything. hostage until he would tell me, and I'm sitting there like with my shirt above my nose, like in my hands over my eyes. And I'm like, he's like, well, I don't need to tell you. And I'm like, no, lay it to me, Ron. Like, I want to know as much as I need to know because I want them out of my house. So what kind did you How is that going to help you out of your house? It was American. It was not German. So okay. it was, he said, you know, there's only a few. He yeah. also said that there are these things called bark scorpions. Oh yeah. That's what we get. Right. No. And no, it is not. They are main. They are they look like, they look like loogies. It's more of a hiss. No. Um, yeah. They look like loogies and they call them bark scorpions because they, they look are trees. in trees. Yeah. And so he brought me outside and he's like, where the tree overhangs your house, they will climb up over onto your roof and get in your vents. And that's how they come yep, in. Yep, 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 so I'm yep. like, chop that mother down, burn it down. <laughs> Burn yeah, it bark down. scorpions are terrifying. I we haven't had them in this house, but our first house when we lived here, we had a, like a big problem with them, and we would spray religiously, but they would still come in. And then when they come in to die, they're like highly aggressive. Like they're not just like sleepy cockroaches that are coming out to die. Like this is when they will attack you. Yeah, I remember like I had just had hip surgery and I got out of the shower and I had a a walker <laughs> at the tender age of twenty six, <laughs> and one came out from underneath the bath mat. And I mean, he was, it was like, he was holding a knife at me. Like he was trying to rob me. Like it was not fencing. Yeah. He yeah. was just like, give me all your money. Yeah. And I had like I getting there, him. balancing on the good leg, trying to beat it to death with the <laughs> with walker. The yes. And I did, but I mean, did it you? took, it was like a, it was, I was super sweaty afterwards after getting out of the shower. So like right it now. was a, yeah. Yeah. It was an epic battle Yeah, uh, with me yeah. and this like thing that was probably 
maybe an inch and a half. I know. The, the smaller they I, are, I know. the angrier they I know. are. Yeah. Yeah. Like feisty. Dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, yes. they crawl on your ceiling because a lot of the houses here are older so they'll have popcorn ceilings and that's also how they get you they crawl on the ceiling and they drop down on your bed at night uh well i'm not sleeping today so yeah <laughs> cool. but you awesome. got them in virginia that's more yeah, of an arizona no, thing you're fine yeah. you're fine and you I just got cockroaches candidly i kind of feel bad even saying that's my biggest problem because i did want to do like a special shout out so as i mentioned we were in japan for the last year and pandemic overseas orders are super tough because a lot of those bases sure. are locking down and you can't yeah, leave you right. can't come back and see family and there's people that haven't you know seen their spouses or seen their moms or have had people pass away in the last year and so just a shout out to like all the military spouses on overseas bases specifically i'll give a special shout out to cag five in uh marine corps air station iwakuni in japan mm-hmm. um, those people have lots of things to drive them to drink because that's not a fun situation <laughs> That was a nice shout out. I liked that. That was a good, yeah, shout, was out. A good nice yeah. shout out. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, my. What you got, so, girl? Yeah. All right. What's pouring my third or fourth glass of wine is moving. Um, uh, cheers to that. Why don't we take a moment? Just a big old, <laughs> cheers. big old sip. Yeah. Or a burp, whatever you're into, Laura. Yeah. yeah, I tried. It's been in there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my out. husband just got test pot school, which is incredible. I'm very mm. proud of him. Congrats. Um, is that in California also? The school's in Maryland, which is where we'll be for a year, and we are going out west for three, which is very exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. However, we found out that he got it probably about a month ago. Yeah, Yeah, probably about a month ago, and we just got orders like a week ago. And they're wrong. Mm. Well, we got ones, and then they were (laughs) were wrong, so it was like, okay, back to the drawing board. Um, You had one job. Just one, one job. One uh, job and then yeah. we got the new ones and they're correct. Which Oh, they're correct? They're correct. That was like rapid pace. That's the fastest the military's ever moved at anything. I was very <laughs> surprised. It's nice oh, to see that it's across the board. All it is. Is it is. orders being changed in 24 hours? No. That's wild. No. So now it's like, are we going to rush to move in the next two weeks? Um or are we going to wait and do it this summer? But the caveat is I do it myself. So we're navigating that, um, oh. that fun predicament. So just deciding. And obviously it's not going to be just me and the dog. Our families are great and would help us, but still just the, you know, another. At least you're not moving too far. Like if you had to do it yourself, you're just moving a state over. And we, I, we live in an apartment and it's not that big, but I still look at it. I'm like, oh, I just don't want to pack. I just no. you do a day. I'm like, I want to be able to snap my fingers and it's like poof, on the box. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I, would you I do a ditty in this situation? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what's driving me to drink. Yeah. 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 How do you guys yeah, feel God. packing or unpacking worse? Which one? Which one's worse? Um, to me, unpacking. I agree. Just Cause I'm not like a, I'm not into the decorating thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I hate it all. I mean, I, I would say packing's not as bad because they do most of it for you. I mean, you're there's a high level of anxiety because you're like, well, that's gonna break. Right. Like yeah. I watch the way you you pack that. And mm-hmm. there's no way in hell it's making it to the next mm-hmm. state over. Mm-hmm. But and why are you putting my loaf of bread in yeah. saran wrap yeah. right now? I've watched them like wrap. <laughs> Get out of the pantry. Yeah. Why do they always go to the pantry? It's wild. What's that? It's wild what they'll pack. The Japanese movers, which the Japanese movers are incredible. Shout out to them too. Sure. But we had like <laughs> dirty tinfoil packed up in our pack out. And I was yeah, like, right. Why, why did you put this? Yeah. 
Uh, they must yeah. have like a thing that's like literally pack everything, everything, yeah. everything. And I mean everything. Cause that's how like trash gets packed. I'm like, if you even yeah. touch that milk, I swear to God. <laughs> yes. I think it was like, one of the first fire. guests that said that. A cat <laughs> you what? It still has three days yeah. left. It's You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think they will tell you they won't pack free. liquids and then they do. So. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be the one hovering over them. Just watch them. I mean, that's what I do to my poor husband when he's cooking. So I can only imagine. What I'll be like. <laughs> the noodles are done. The noodles are done. Yeah. <laughs> how often do you all move? Like how typically, how long are orders? Um, probably two and a half, three, three two and a half. Yeah. Well, oh. if we're being two years, eight months to three years. <laughs> yeah. Like a, we, I've been lucky. We've been lucky where like we, there's an off squadron here. So we did our off squadron time and then we slid over to the FDU squadron, which is like the, the baby. They train the new kids. Courses, the schoolhouse. Mm, we're the training so guys. Right yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty good. I mean, they had, they just finished with six weeks of nights and that was, I wanted to gouge Cheers my eyes Cheers to out. that being finished, yeah, by the way. I wanted to, I wanted to gouge that's, my eyes out. Woo. Yay. And, uh. So that's a little rough, but they don't deploy really. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless you get tasked for a deployment and it's like an individual thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, this is the longest we've ever been anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I've already got the itch to move. Like we moved into this specific house a year ago off from off base. And I like this house, but I'm like, we've been here too long. We need to, we need to go. It's been 366 yeah, days. I can't. You're crazy. That's nuts. I, I would stay here, here for a long time if we could. I hope we get reclaimed here. Yeah. I love it. I really do. Well, apparently yeah. people are going that way to the Bulldogs. So yeah. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys could shift over. I um, doubt it, but yeah, maybe. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's harder to go from like a training squadron where you're teaching like the baby students back to the, the operational next door. deployment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That one's harder yeah. To do. do you think either of you will ever go back abroad? Yes. yes. I mean, first off, we have three places we can for go, the A10. Really. It's sad. So they're trying to get rid of the A10. So there's here, uh, uh. Georgia, and Korea. Oh, okay. So we were here for training mm. when Ryan was in the B course as yeah. a student. Then we went to Korea. Then we went to Georgia. Now we're in Tucson. So we're probably going to start that uh, merry-go-round yep, yeah. again. Yep. That or I'm never going to leave the desert and we're going to die here. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we'll, which is where it all started for us was Korea. So yeah. Wouldn't that be yeah, fun? I mean, to go back. That's the thing is like, I would go to Korea if like, you could be like, Hey, your girlfriends are going to Korea yeah. too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, the pollution is pretty bad. Over it's there. gnarly. Yeah. It's not great. It is not great. Um, How far so that was, and the ops tempo was very high. From where? From Seoul. Were you close? Oh, uh, 60 minutes. Yeah. About an hour south yeah. or so. Okay. Yeah. It was like the armpit of Korea. And I don't mean to offend anybody that's currently at Osan, but I mean, you know, it's like the scene on, what is that? Toy Story 3, like the garbage scene at the end. Haven't seen it. If I'm being honest, I mean, you know, there's trash cans some places. Don't really use them that much. Um, there's an odor. And that's that's the truth. I mean, there is. Um, but once you get out of your little bubble, you force yourself out a little bit. It's a lot of cool stuff to do. Yeah, but, there's a ton of stuff to do like down south because they right. had the same quarantine problems, you know, that I imagine Japan is. But yeah. so they weren't allowed to go to Seoul during this whole time. Now oh. they can. So oh, they've wow. been going closer south. And there's we never really left our like little bubble, but there's a ton to do. I mean, and it's beautiful. Like the more south you get, uh-huh, there's like beaches the, yeah, and it's yeah. prettier. Busan, yeah, they have it's, mountains. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Sorokson, 
you would literally look on one side and it'd be a beach and then you glance to the right and it'd just be beautiful cascading mountains. So that was, there are beautiful parts, but where we were stationed was not a bit dirty, little, little grungy. And there's also, I mean, there's 50 million people in the place the size of Indiana. Yeah. Um, so in our, in my personal experience, we, I went to Japan a handful of times and it was like the more clean, orderly version of Korea, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I love Japan. Yeah. The magical stuff. So, <laughs> I'm like, are you sure we like can't go to Japan? But like how sure? Yeah, like A10s don't go at all to Japan. They don't even Japan. like yeah. I can't even no. say Japan. Japan. J- Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just good old Korea. Yeah. yeah. And you say you start to say it like that too, you know? Yeah. Korea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just it was hard having a kid over there because like the pollution's so bad that you couldn't leave the house sometimes. Oh, or you felt like that. Like you, I was compelled to stay in because I was I didn't want my little baby like exposed to the pollution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we might go back. And you're not like night. a super. I wouldn't categorize you as like a super warrior mom. Like I would say yeah. you're a pretty. Um, I don't know. Go with the flow. <laughs> I'm not like those regular moms. I'm a cool. Yeah, mom. I'm a cool. Mom. Um, it's <laughs> but it is so. In here, we got Miss Congeniality. We got yeah. Yeah. Girls. Girls. That's what we do. That's what we do. I have nothing to say on my own. I just quote all the funny things everybody else says. <laughs> What's driving you to drink, though? Um. Well, I mean, it, honestly, I really I don't have um that inspirational of a story this week. To be honest with you, I did call the bug guy. That was that is true. Yeah, um. So we did get that taken care of. That was a really horrific sixty minutes in my life. Um, but I feel a lot better about the situation and I can sleep a little bit better yeah. at night, but that kind of leads me into, I'm just knee deep in sleep regression right now. And I feel like I've talked about that for a really long time now. So is it even a regression or do I just need to sleep train better? I don't know. Open to suggestions, but, um, yeah, I mean, she, last night we went a solid, I think, you know, three and a half hours and then oh, yeah, it's just the old cat and mouse game where you know, she, she's. Avery's four months old? Almost four months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe we started the four-month sleep regression just early. That like we first just, year is just a giant sleep regression. Did it early, so then we're just going to be in the clear. But yeah, so it's just, you know, not that much sleep. I just have boob milk really on me all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's kind of where I'm at. A toddler that likes the no. The, a toddler that likes the word no a lot. The no. The no. Um, yeah hitting she's really gotten into that which is a real bummer yeah Yeah. real bummer bummer. (laughs) so um doesn't really like diaper changes that much so it's really kind of a struggle to be honest from when you wake up in the morning to um going to bed going to bed but um which it sounds like going to bed isn't really actually going to bed not no going to two hours yeah (laughs) but you know what i will say though i will say this morning everybody was somehow in bed until nine oh wow it's pretty pretty good yeah kenny went down late um which usually doesn't always mean that that means she gets up late um but she did she got up late and she just like did her thing she has this little stuffed animal with little frillies on it she'll just pick the frillies off one by one and i'm like you do you girl i don't care what you do as long as you stay, stay in there she's like frills crib. everywhere yeah. um and then i picked avery up at like 6:30 and then she just passed out on my chest so i couldn't really be insanely productive but she was her body was asleep mm-hmm. yep so i got a few hours to yeah. read my book and do my thing so you know it's all right What's driving you drink? 
I, I've had a couple of encounters in the last month with like judgy parents or grandparent types mm. when I go out mm. with my children. Yeah. And I, I think I'm like that part of the pandemic where I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And so I'm been known to pop off at the mouth a mm. bit. Yeah. I have chased people out of home goods before oh. for staring at me and pillow in hand. Yeah. And uh, that happened recently where we went to Target and I was doing self-checkout and one of the my two kids was kind of having a meltdown because they're toddlers and that happens. And there's a woman next to me who just kept glaring at me, but she had kids that were maybe like, they were in elementary school. Mm. So they were probably, I don't know, 10 yeah. and 12. She and I'm like, remember that? far removed from that experience that you're going to be an asshole yeah about somebody who has a kid right who's five years old who's losing their mind i'm clearly doing first off we're in target this is a safe space yeah you know like (laughs) you're gonna see a lot of weird stuff happen you might see somebody changing a diaper in the middle of the store like it's i've done it you know yep yep no rule. So that drug that was kind of driving me nuts Uh, and i've had that experience a couple times here where it's like or like um I get like an older lady grandma type that, you know, it's either like you, children should be seen and not heard, or they're like amazing. And they're like, you're doing a great job. Like, oh yeah. There's no in between. Children are beautiful. Yeah. You're like, going to so hell sweet, or you're you know, just I know crushing it's hard, but yeah. you're doing a great job. And yeah. that's what I get. It's like one or the other. It's stark contrast. People aren't. Just- yeah. Or I'd rather you just completely ignore me. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, like it stinks that like are my kids flipping out in the self checkout, but like, you know, I just put your blinders on and get your yeah. things out and go. Like, yeah. I don't, what is you staring me down going to accomplish? Other than <laughs> you're, I guess you're, you're trying to accomplish making me feel like a terrible mother. Right. Or like an I inadequate I person. I know. So, and then like, I tend to kind of start mouthing off. So like under my breath, I'm just like cursing at this woman. And I'm, that's I crazy because enough. you are very non-confrontational know, and yeah. it takes a lot to get. Yes, it's just you. my children. But well, yeah. no, but it's, you know, we're doing the best we can yeah. with what we got. You know, I don't want my kids screaming any more than you want to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I'm like, listen, you know? lady, first off, you had kids that were, you know, at some point they started off little. Yeah. I hate to tell you that. Like, what were they perfect answers? Or did you literally just never leave the house? Like, did yeah. you just not? Target is a safe space. I think people repress a lot of memories too. Yeah. I mean, hell, my kids are 22 months apart and I repressed a lot of like the childbirth thing activities yeah, to be honest right. with you like i did god made you and for then, that so that you would forget yeah, I and did, do it again I forgot. I was like a, ryan just waved a little wand and i was like i'm going to forget and that's why i had another one i guess <laughs> but um you do kind of repress you do some memories i get a lot of um you know i'll be in an aisle and the kids are screaming or whatever and i'll get a lot of like barbaras that just look at me like i know like like they don't say anything but they just give you that look like it gets better and yeah. I got you and you know, I would rather that give no, me a look yeah. of like, or give me like a peace yeah. sign or like, what is it in hunger games where they just kind of like, Oh yeah. The top piece. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, know that they go that. to the, I don't, I don't think, I think it's, it's just like this. I think it's a just tip of, like, a tip of the cap. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back real quick? Is Barbara a new term? Am yeah. I not there? No, it's yeah. not Karen anymore. It's, it's Barb. Yeah, Barb. Barb. Well, Barb. But Barb's a lot more understanding. Do you see? Barb is so the Karen's still doing Karen, Karen things. Yeah. yeah. Barb is like, I see you and your two children, and I Barb's raise you a glass of wine, and I would give you a glass of yeah. wine if I had one in my pocket. And I yeah. you, Barb. Barb's kids are in college or out of college. They're sure. grown, and Barb gets it. Barb, Barb is always on vacation. Right. right. You know, like yeah. she probably starts drinking at noon every single day, and mm-hmm. she's living her best life. Yeah. Yeah. Karen's kids. 
are, you know, fifth, and, sixth grade. So they'll stand, adjusted. they'll stand with you at Target and they'll, um, you know, do some of what you say. And you've maybe repressed some of those memories. Yeah. Apparently, by the time you get Barbara's age, you remember them and can sympathize. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Flash, Corey can flash the more you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more you know, the shooting you star. Know. Yeah. <laughs> What's driving you guys right now? Um, so I think the biggest thing, no. I think <laughs> take it, take it. No, so mutually dependent stuff has been super exciting. So I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that just working with and speaking with other people who are military affiliated in any capacity has been super cool, specifically kind of entrepreneurs in the military space, whether it's vet entrepreneurs, military spouse entrepreneurs, whatnot. So um, I think in the last couple of weeks, we were talking about it yesterday and today, we've, we've probably had a dozen calls with mainly military affiliated organizations that are just doing really cool stuff out there mm-hmm. um, to support the military spouse community, to support vets, to support, you know, veteran and military spouse run businesses. So that part's been super cool. Um, I'll be candid on this. People ask, they're like, where do you need help? Like, where can, you know, we help you grow? And we are just constantly on the hunt for new jobs. Uh, because a lot of the times we're the ones creating the demand at these companies. So right. on the phone, we have the discussion with the, the different employers and we say like, where can people take things off your plate? Where can they make your life easier? Because as we, as we said earlier, we're creating opportunities for military spouses, knowing that they're going to crush it once they get in the door. And so that's been a lot of what our conversations are is like, who can we connect with? Who can we talk to, to just grow the number of jobs? And I think as we're kind of getting out of the pandemic and people have normalized remote work, I think that's going to really take off. So I think that's, what's driving me to, to keep going specifically with, with mutually dependent stuff and um, just get increasing the demand of jobs that we can. And is that just you reaching out to companies and kind of explaining your company and what you can provide or how does that work? A lot of it's through personal relationships. So we kind of talk to people who talk to people who talk to people, um, a little bit of professional advice for anyone who's listening. When you talk to anybody, always end the conversation with, is there somebody else I should talk to? Um, and so that just kind of continues to like grow the network and, and create these like spider webs of people. And with the military community, people are so willing to help their business school. I've, I've done dabbled in other little like startup kind of entrepreneurial things from like a CBD coffee shop to like robotic trash collection to <laughs> all of these different types of industries. And I'll say the response that we've gotten in those industries pales in comparison to the response and helpfulness that people have, have showed towards us um, with mutually dependent. So, and even the businesses that kind of are doing parallel things to us, like it's just, you know, what can we do to help you guys? What have you seen work? What have you like growing pains that you've had? And everyone's just so willing to. Yeah. And, and as you said, like the underemployment rate of military spouses is 90 plus percent. That mm. is insane. And right. so we can't do this alone. Like, so, yeah. you know, connecting with other companies who are doing things similar or doing things on the vet side. And, and a lot of times those organizations are a lot bigger, so we can get some lessons learned from there. And, um, so yeah, that's been really cool and really motivating to see specifically in the last couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think to piggyback off of that this past week, we've gotten a bunch of, uh, some good website traffic of spouses coming in saying, I'm looking for remote opportunities and, you know, here's my resume. Can you help me with it? Um, what do you guys have coming out the pipeline? So it's just validating to know that people, 
you know, that we're getting out there and we're reaching an audience where they feel comfortable coming to us and, you know, helping them find a career or, you know, something that they can start um, progressing with. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And it sounds very fulfilling, you know, and it's cool that you guys are community, you know, that's the cool part is like a hundred percent started out saying like why we did this is because we just kept meeting smart intelligent, hardworking people that weren't able to find jobs. And so to be able to impact and um, do something good in the world and in our current political environment where like everything's political, 99% of people out there are like, yeah, military spouses should have jobs. Like it's like a very (laughs) kind of non-political statement. Like most people can get behind it. There's that like 1% of like really, you know, what am I going to do with my class? Stay at home and and rear their (laughs) children. (laughs) Exactly. But for the most part, like people are so supportive. And so that's, that's been really cool. And then to also get, as Meg said, engagement from military spouses that like trust us to, mm-hmm. to help them. And, and, and as we said earlier, we will revamp your resume, revamp your LinkedIn profile, help you with interview. And if you find a job somewhere else, cool. Like yeah. that's yeah. totally fine. And that those are all free services because we just believe at the end of the day, like we're in the space of social entrepreneurship. We want to do some good in the world. And then we also like, you know, working for ourselves and continuing. our. There's just so many damn good people in this military community. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just it. There are just so many good humans. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so good to see you guys. I mean, to hear you guys say like, you're obviously a business also. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all trying to us too. We're a business we're now. We're all hustling, right? But to hear you say that, hey, you know, if you find a job somewhere else, then you know, that's great. I'm glad I could help you in that way. I mean, that's just that's amazing. And I think we're only as good as our the good around us. And you guys yeah. are doing such an amazing service for so many people. And I'm really excited to kick off this resume drive because I think a lot of people you know, I mean, there's just such a huge need and they just don't know where to go Yeah. And to for hear sure. that there's like a one-stop shop for everything that, you know, you guys provide is, is super exciting. Well, if so. you can find jobs that are flexible too, to like that's right. moving and then just, yeah, anything that's remote mm-hmm. yeah. that pays fairly well. And I mean, heck, I haven't worked in so long that it would be nice to have something that's flexible and remote. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just getting your foot in the door. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's that piece of like ownership too. We have a quote that's hung up kind of all through our house and it's happiness is pretty simple. Someone to love something to do and something to look forward to. And mm-hmm. you talk about being in this community, like you're in this community because you have a spouse that you have someone to love something to look forward to. Like a lot of times that's homecomings and, you know, deployments being over oh, or right. even moving to a new location or getting stationed with, you know, your best friends. And, and right. there's a lot of things to look forward to. The one gap that we see is the something to do. And so yeah. giving people that like sense of ownership that like, this is mine, like this is my unique sense just creates. And, and it goes back to, we've even talked to people that will almost say that military spouse not almost say they will say that military spouse under an unemployment is a is a problem of national security because people are getting out of the armed forces yeah, because right. their home lives are not they're not good and their spouses can't find work their kids are you know sick of their yeah. spouse, their dad or mom being deployed all the time right. so if you can fix one of those pieces which is getting military spouses into jobs people are going to stay in the military a lot longer. And so you're yeah. going to reduce costs, like even bottom line, we're talking about, it's the right thing to do. Like getting military spouses and jobs is the right thing to do. But even from a cost perspective, if you're not paying for retention costs, training costs, people yeah, right. in the military, like 
that's 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 advantageous in in the cost piece of the Department of Defense's overall budget. So you're totally right. I mean, it, so many people when they list why they are getting out of the military, a lot of the times it's because of family life. It's either the ops tempo or the fact that their spouse has had to sacrifice their own career for their career, and they're you know they want to let them do their their career, their job. So, or like the lack of childcare. I mean, if you can, if you can place spouses in jobs that are higher paying so that you can afford to put them in childcare, cause that's a huge problem too, is people don't find either adequate childcare yeah. or, you know, it's too expensive. Right. So for sure. it's not well, worth going into the job force. In some of our jobs, like we have an individual that writes a blog post every week for a company and, and they're mm-hmm. paid for an approximate number of hours to spend on the blog post per blog post. And so if you do have little kids at home, you can, you know, work on it an hour at night before yeah. bed or, you know, on a Saturday morning when your spouse is home or, you know, have a sitter come for two or three hours a week. So these aren't even full-time 40-hour week jobs. Of course, we can place people in full-time mm-hmm. 40 per 40 hour per week jobs, but we also have things where it's just a little extra spending cash and something to own and, and something to, to have kind of outside of your day-to-day life. So uh, we offer a wide range of different types of opportunities. You should run for Congress. Like I could just sit here. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, oh, you're, you're just a hype team over here. Why is your Congress? Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Well, she's, she's just very eloquently said and she makes a lot of sense. Okay. need to run in because we've moved so many times. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's that's a state. What state? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to, where do you start? So, yeah. It's dude, like when people ask where you're from, it's like, yeah, you know, people come out and they're like, I've been a resident of Georgia for the last 40 years. Like none of us can say that. No, no, I can't. But you have a lot of other cool things to say. And I think that's. Could you run for cool. Congress? I couldn't. I have too many skeletons in my closet. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Master Baker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've done a couple of wet t shirt contests in my day. So, you know, that's probably, there's images out there. Are there? I mean, uh, it was before digital cameras, really. So that's another way I'm just aging myself. Everybody had the disposable cameras back then. (laughs) But you knew it because you heard the click and roll. Yeah, you had to to roll it, you know? So they're not high quality. Mm. They're not high def photos. Where are they, though? Are they, like, in a drawer somewhere? Oh, I don't have them. I'm just... (laughs) Sell me. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I, hopefully no one took photos of the wet t-shirt content. I'm just saying that, you know, if it did happen, it would not be high def. No. It, yeah. And maybe it'd be fuzzy. So they couldn't yeah, see you that couldn't it was tell. your face. You tell. Yeah. Um, God, I hope no one in my family's listening to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Big booty Judy doesn't. Uh, it's she fine. Care. Yeah, she no, loves no, you no one on my side knows they're my cousins and they're down. Um, <laughs> We are uh, going back to Dallas, going back to D-Town uh, for yeah. Rain Sisters getting married. And uh, yeah, so we leave in like less than two weeks and I'm stoked on it, man. Like I'm really excited to get back and see family. And, um, you know, it's been a rough year. Um, I lost my dad to COVID at the beginning of the year and, um, you know, I haven't been back home since. So um, it'll just be good to see, to see family and see, you know, my friends that I've known since like middle school and just get my arms around them. and. And you're going to do a memorial while you're there, right? I don't know that we're going to do a memorial. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I'm just, so that's why I'm just uh, going to see as many like friends and family yeah. as we can. Um, I have some friends from college that are going to drive. I went to Oklahoma 
okay. University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. And um, it's about three and a half hours north. So they're going to make the drive down. We're going to do dinner and okay. drinks and just hug and cry it out together. And yeah. it'll be a good, a good time. Yeah. So pray for me, though, because my daughter is a, a flower girl. Oh, so she looks super cute in her little dress and it's just adorable. Um, so you sound like Ryan's mom. Um, <laughs> I'm like, she's been in her dress and twirled. So yeah, basically, um, Did actually have to throw flowers or just walk. That's a, actually, I don't even know. I will be stoked if she just gets her body from one down, down the aisle. Yeah. Like, that's just, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't really. Yeah. If the flowers make it, I don't low. know. Right. But keep them super Are you low. Standing at the other end. So we're both in the wedding. Okay. So my husband will be down there. Okay. And then if I have to walk with her, I imagine that would be okay. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and we'll be sure to put her dress on the right way because when we put it on the first time, when my husband put the dress on the first time, um, he put it on and he called me from upstairs. He's like, uh, babe, can you come in, in that way that they say our names? Like yeah. it actually wasn't babe. It was Sarah. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> yeah, it's either, inflection. it's something. either a snake <laughs> or someone's hurt or, you know, it's like a weird, and so I come downstairs like and he goes, he was like, um, I don't know. What do you think? And she turns around and I'm like, huh. And it was just see-through it like crossed in the front and see-through. <laughs> now I get Okay. Her chachis are little, little chachis. I get it. I mean, she's two. Um, but I'm like, wow, that's, you're not going to Ibiza. Right. I don't know (laughs) that I'm, cause Ryan's like, is it weird that I'm not comfortable with, you know, my, my two-year-old showing her chuchas. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's anyway, all to say 30 minutes later, we realized that it was, you can't have those pictures out there. You cannot have those. Right. This is like our own wet t-shirt contest gone wrong. And I just, we finally realized that it was in fact on backwards. So we'll make sure to just put that dress on the right way. And at least you figure that out now and not as she's walking down the aisle. That's a hundred percent the truth. That yeah. Is, yeah. It would have made for a funny story <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> and it wouldn't be like off kilter for my family at all for that to happen. But yeah. um so yeah. That's uh yeah, that's what's driving me. I'm just I'm excited to get back home and 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 see family and get my hands on you know, family and friends and give them a squeeze. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's going on here? <sighs> I think you mean, yay. Yeah. No, I mean, like I've got like little snippets of things I'm looking forward to. We're going to yeah. get our back. I almost said my back door redone. I meant my backyard. <laughs> You're going to get your butthole bleached. <laughs> I'm going to get my back door redone. <laughs> um, I am getting my backyard redone. <laughs> which is still not sexual it is literally my physical backyard <laughs> and that's how i know that i'm like an yeah. i am an older millennial yeah. when i get excited yeah. about like turf going yeah. down i'm like yeah. you know what we're getting some some really nice pea gravel yeah you know they're gonna take out the <laughs> i'm like did you go with the three ace or the half in- anyway i don't even yeah, know i know you know yeah. Pete's taking care of some of that and his version of a budget is different than my right. version of a budget so we'll see what You're happens. You're probably going to end up with like an amusement park in your it's, backyard. There's yeah. going to, I mean, he has, he's got some ideas of things yeah. that he wants to do that are, you know. Extraneous. I'm sure it's going to be really pretty. It's going to be really nice. It's going to be really yeah. nice. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to this. this Oasis. <laughs> Getting your back but door redone. I feel redone. so old saying that. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I am excited about my backyard. We're not going many places. We're going to go to, I'm, my family's also in Dallas. So 
we're gonna go to Dallas in about a month, and I'm gonna not see the my same family. time. Fortunately, not the, yeah. not the same. Yeah. Well, I see you all the time. Though, okay, fine. I mean, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll spend a week there, and then but the rest of the time we're really here. So I guess so. You need that back door. We, we need that back door to look really nice. Really nice. You know? Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to my yard care. <laughs> Look good, feel good. Yeah, I was saying. Yeah. Pork and sprays in the backyard too if you need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the first time they come out, they do the whole area in the back. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 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 I mean, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. We had of so course. much fun thank talking to you, you guys and having us. Yeah. Can you please tell our listeners where they can follow and check out your site? Sure. So we're on Instagram at mutuallydependent.com, our website, www.mutuallydependent.com. You can contact us there, um, send an email, send a note, what you're looking for. If you're looking for help on your resume, LinkedIn, interview prep, or you need a job, all are welcome. Um, Or you can just send it to uh, our info address, which is info at mutuallydependent.com. So perfect. And we'll be sure to tag mutually dependent on social media so you can check them all out and follow along. Also, if you have heard and please like and review and subscribe. I think I just had a stroke. But <laughs> if you liked what you listened to, please like review 